The Productive Woman, Episode 262. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Well, welcome back or or welcome if you're new. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for joining me. In this episode, we'll be talking about what it means to give grace or extend grace and, and why it matters. You'll find more information and links in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 262. Before we get started, though, let me tell you a little bit about a secret weapon for learning new things and moving ahead in life. When your days are full, it can be really hard to find time to sit down and read either for pleasure or to learn or to work on personal development. Well, there's an app that addresses this challenge. It's called Blinkist, and I recommend it. Blinkist takes the key takeaways, the the need to know ideas and information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into to content you can read or listen to in just 15 minutes. Blinkist makes it easy to finish a book during your commute, on your lunch break, or while you exercise. Eight million or so people are using Blinkist right now, me being one of them, and it has a massive and growing library from self-help, business, health, to history books. Blinkist has the latest titles from bestsellers lists, as well as the classic nonfiction titles you always meant to read, but never had time to. Personally, I like using Blinkist to check out key concepts from books that look interesting to me, so I can decide whether to read the whole book. For example, recently on the Blinkist app on my phone, I read the blinks for a book called Fully Present. This is a book about mindfulness by Susan Smalley and Diana Winston. And I got some really helpful insights and tips from Blinkist in just 15 minutes. And as a result, I've added the full book to my to be read very soon book. So I can dig in a little deeper. It it looks just like a really interesting book. And like I said, I got some actual practical, actionable tips just from the 15 minute blinks. I've also used Blinkist to refresh my thinking on books I've read in the past, such as Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and The Four Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want and all for one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for the Productive Woman listeners. Go to Blinkist.com slash TPW to try Blinkist free for seven days. And if you decide to subscribe, you'll save 25% off your new subscription. So that's Blinkist, and it's spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash T-P-W to start your free seven-day trial. And you'll also save 25% off your subscription, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash T-P-W. All right, so let's get into our topic. At the end of every episode, I encourage you to extend grace to others and to yourself. And I have been thinking a lot lately about what that means, what grace is, why it matters, and how we can extend it. 
So I thought I'd talk about that a little bit. I don't know that I've spent that much time on this in past episodes. It's a concept that I think is important. And as a result, I think it's important to make sure we're, we're understanding each other on what we're talking about there. So first of all, what is grace? I went to some dictionaries to look up the meaning of the word. You know, you think you know what something means, but when you actually start to talk about it and really think about it, it's, it's like, well, do I? Does it mean what I think it means? And it actually has a lot of different definitions. One definition is simple elegance or refinement of movement. So, you know, a person who moves gracefully. Courteous goodwill is another definition. And in the Christian faith, it means the free and unmerited favor of God. And we're going to come back to that. Whether you're a, you follow the Christian faith or not, there's some value in that definition. So the free and unmerited favor of God. Interestingly, one of the definitions of grace refers to something called a grace period, which is something that comes up a lot in the work I do as a real estate lawyer. A lot of times, contracts that I work on talk about a grace period. And this is a period of time before a default becomes, you know, a really bad thing that there are going to be consequences for. So the definition for grace or a grace period is a period officially allowed for payment of a sum due or for compliance with a law or condition, especially an extended period granted as a special favor. So a grace period might come into effect of an example that you probably deal with. You, you have, a, if you have a mortgage or your rent, it's due maybe on the first of the month and that's when it's due. It's supposed to be paid on that day, but they give you a grace period of two or three days or if you're late, if you're only a day or two late, if you're within that grace period, you're not going to have to pay a penalty. So that's an interesting twist on the meaning of the term grace. Another definition, grace is a disposition to kindness and compassion. And I loved that meaning. When we're talking about extending grace, we are talking about exercising that disposition to kindness and compassion. The origins of the word grace are from the Middle English or uh, via Old French from the Latin term, I think it's gratia, gratia, meaning pleasing or thankful. The term grace is related to the word grateful. Think about that for a minute. Grace has a lot of synonyms. So grace could be um, blessing or a prayer of thanks. Uh, it could be courtesy, decency, manners, politeness. It can be favor, approval, uh, acceptance, esteem, regard, respect, and goodwill. So when I am suggesting to you and to myself that we extend grace to each other and to ourselves, I am saying extend favor to other people and to yourself, approval, acceptance, esteem, regard, respect, extend those things to each other. It's important to think about those meanings of the word grace. Now, as I mentioned just briefly, 
a, a minute ago, when I Googled the term grace and what it means, most of the references, um, the articles that are written about grace, talk about it in the context of the Christian faith, God's grace being his unmerited favor to us. And the articles also talk about the difference between mercy and grace. Mercy people generally say, is not giving a punishment that's deserved, where grace is giving favor or a blessing that is not deserved. And I think, you know, people of faith believe that God extended grace, this favor to us, and it creates an obligation to extend it to others. But even if you embrace a different faith, the concept still applies. So think about mercy is when Someone deserves some sort of punishment, but you withhold it. You don't punish them. Grace is giving something to someone that they haven't earned. Favor, acceptance, all those things we were talking about a minute ago. Grace does not mean excusing or ignoring fault or failure or bad behavior. I don't believe it does. I don't think, um, again, whether in the context of faith or just uh, the more secular application of the term, it doesn't mean saying um, you're perfect and uh, and therefore I give you favor and approval. It doesn't mean ignoring the fact that a failure has occurred or bad behavior has occurred. Grace is giving favor, acceptance, approval, all those terms, those synonyms that I was reciting a minute ago, even when it's not deserved. There's so much we could say about that, but I, I don't want this to be an hour long episode. So but, but I just want to let that kind of rest there for a minute. Grace requires us to look at the recipient with compassion. And compassion is defined in one dictionary as sympathetic pity and concern for the sufferings or misfortunes of others. And I think that's interesting. When, when we are asked to extend grace to someone else, we are giving them favor or approval that they haven't earned. They don't deserve maybe. And in order to do that, we are going to have to be able to look at that person with compassion, with sympathy for, and concern for their sufferings and their misfortunes. I think about the meme that has gone around social media many times in, you know, with different images attached to it, uh, something to the effect that, you know, remember that everybody you meet today is dealing with struggles you know nothing about. And that's, I think, what compassion calls us to do is to remember that that person who doesn't maybe deserve our approval or our, you know, our grace, we don't know what's going on in their life. Even the people that we know, we don't know really what they're struggling with, what um, suffering they're enduring of, of one kind or another. And so, in order to extend grace, for instance, to someone who is rude to us or someone who maybe hasn't been kind, we're going to have to be able to look at them with compassion and recognize that we don't see the whole story. That's what grace calls for, right? In order to extend grace to another person, we have to recognize that we don't know the story behind their behavior. 
And again, I'm not trying to excuse, you know, criminal behavior or violent behavior, any of those sorts of things. Grace, I think in many ways is, is focused on uh, our, ourselves, on what we're giving rather than what the other person deserves. I'm not articulating that very well, but that's the, the concept I'm trying to get at here is regardless of what another person may do, we can choose to extend grace. They, there may still be consequences for their behavior, but it doesn't have to sort of move in and live in our hearts. Grace is something we can generate on purpose out of compassion. Um, one article brings up the point of why compassion is important. Why would we want to do this? I guess is the question. Why would we want to extend grace to someone, compa- have compassion on someone who's been rude or unkind or cruel or, you know, even violent? Uh, well, one writer says it this way, and this is on the Zen Habits website, uh, a really great article about cultivating compassion. Here's what this writer says. Why develop compassion in your life? Well, there are scientific studies that suggest there are physical benefits to practicing compassion. People who practice it produce 100% more DHEA, which is a hormone that counteracts the aging process and 23% less cortisol, the stress hormone. Okay. So I'm going to stop there because there's more in this article, but there are physical benefits to you and to me in choosing to exercise compassion in choosing to develop the quality of compassion in our own lives, physical benefits that the studies show that there are, uh, compassion, exercising compassion, um, creates, generates hormones in our life that counteract the aging process and that, um, reduce our stress level. So something there to think about. The article goes on to say there are other benefits as well, and these are emotional and spiritual. The main benefit is that it helps you be more happy and brings others around you to be more happy. Okay. So that's why we should consider developing more compassion, working on being more compassionate, not for the sake of the others. Okay. We can do it for a, a, if you want to call it a selfish reason, because it benefits us when we are, uh, we'll, we'll talk in a, in a little bit about the, what's the opposite of grace and the opposite of compassion and the consequences of exercising those opposites doesn't affect the other person. It affects us. So we'll get to that in a minute though. Uh, when do we or others need grace? Well, we, we need it when we've messed up. We need grace when we're overwhelmed. We need grace when we have fallen short of expectations, our own or other people's perfect people don't need grace, but there are no perfect people. Um, if, if you're perfect and I'd love to hear about it, I know that I'm not. Um, and so when all of us need grace 
And that's a good reason why we should all learn to extend it. Why does it matter? We talked about it a minute ago. There are benefits to extending grace, uh, which requires that compassion. Why does it matter? Because, well, we can start with the whole do unto others as you would have them do unto you. We want grace for ourselves, don't we? Uh, The sort of the irony of life that many of us, most of the time, when, when things go wrong, we want grace for ourselves and our mistakes and our, you know, our bad behavior, but we want justice for others. If we can learn to extend grace, maybe others will extend grace back to us. Why else does it matter to extend grace? Well, bearing grudges and living in judgment distracts us from things it, uh, that it takes to make the life we want. It takes a lot of mental energy to bear grudges and to judge others. And when we are focused on those, when those emotions, those feelings, those thoughts are filling our mind and our heart, we have fewer resources internal and otherwise to accomplish the things we want to do. So it has, I think, extending grace, giving grace to others and to ourselves. We're going to get to that. Uh, It has a direct bearing on our productivity, both in the sense of being able to get the things done that matter to us, but also in the sense definitely of making a, a life that matters, a meaningfully productive life. So Grace, extending grace matters because of the whole golden rule, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. It matters because the alternative reduces our productivity. It matters because the opposite of extending grace is simply unlivable. So think about this. I looked up, I I Googled, what is the opposite of grace? And here, a, a bunch of Uh, sites came up that talked about antonyms or the opposites of the word grace. Here are some of the antonyms for grace. Cruelty, disfavor, harshness, hatred, malevolence, meanness, unforgiveness, unkindness, ill will, enmity, animosity, hostility, antagonism, spitefulness, loathing, bitterness, resentment, uh, resentment, malice, disapproval. Those are words that are given by, you know, dictionaries and stuff as the opposite of grace. Those to me are unlivable, uh, inconsistent with a life that matters. If we are extending cruelty, disfavor, harshness, malevolence, hostility, antagonism, unforgiveness to other people or to ourselves, it's virtually impossible to live a life that truly matters, a meaningfully productive life, if that's what we are extending to the other human beings in our life. What is gained ever by extending any of those things to another person. The one who suffers when we live in unforgiveness is us. When we choose to be unkind, when we choose to uh, extend hostility or antagonism to other people, we're the one who suffers. 
our productivity suffers, our heart suffers. Nothing good comes from that. Nothing productive has ever come from any of those things that we, I just listed. I truly believe that. I, I don't, I can't think of a, of a productive outcome that has ever come from any of those things from bitterness, resentment, malice, or disapproval. So that's a reason why extending grace matters. And the fact is we live in a world, at least if the news media are to be believed, we live in an angry, judgmental, hateful, and violent world right now. And there is no way to overcome that except by us choosing one at a time to live our lives guided by grace and compassion rather than by condemnation and anger. That's why it matters. I, it's, you know, I was a political science major in college. I am a government junkie. I find, um, the political process and the different governmental systems that have developed over the course of human, you know, history to be just really interesting. I can't watch the news these days. It's hard for me to, because to, to watch, to even keep up on what's going on because there is so much anger and bitterness and violence. And to me, Maybe, maybe this seems uh, naive, maybe it seems impossible, but I think the only answer to that is for each one of us individually, one at a time, choosing something different. I do believe one person choosing to extend grace can make a difference in a situation where someone lashes out at you, you can escalate the situation by responding in kind, or you can extend grace and maybe deescalate the situation. And I'm talking to myself here. I'm not, I, I'm not trying to criticize anybody. I'm saying we, as a society, as the human race have to find a better way, don't we? And grace is an answer. I think it might be the answer that, but, and it takes each one of us individually choosing grace over resentment, grace over bitterness, compassion over anger. So how can we extend grace? Uh, how can we extend it to others? What are practical ways we can extend grace? I'm going to have links uh, in the show notes to a whole bunch of resources, articles that talk about just this practical things we can do to extend grace, to, to exercise compassion, uh, to others and to ourselves. And so you can find the, those links by going to the show notes for this episode, which again, you find at theproductivewoman.com slash two, six, two, and, uh, and then scroll down kind of toward the bottom. You'll see the list of all of these, and they'll all be links that will take you to other resources. If you want to look into this a little bit more, but I thought I'd throw out some suggestions, some things that we can each do or consider incorporating into our lives, 
um, to extend grace to others. We can do so with our words as one person, actually more than one person said, but one particular article I really liked, uh, on nine ways to extend grace to others. Her first things was be kind and gentle in what you say and how you say it. Now, this is hard for me sometimes. I mean, I want to be kind and gentle, but I, by habit, I guess, I don't know the environment I grew up in. It's easy for me to be kind of snarky and sarcastic, but if I want to extend grace to others and make the world a better place by my the choices, then I can do that by being kinder and gentler in what I say and how I say it. We can also extend grace with our acts. We can actively look for opportunities to do a kindness to someone else, even someone who hasn't been particularly kind to us. Again, isn't that what grace is? It's not earned. It's given. It's a favor and approval that's given. Um, I, I try to, you know, do silly things. This is both words and acts, I guess, a couple of things. Um, I try you know, if I'm in an elevator with another woman um, who I think her dress is pretty or her shoes are cute or whatever, to say so, to just say something kind. To me, that's my small way of extending grace to bring a little light into uh, someone's day. But with our acts, we can look for opportunities to do something kind for someone, whether it's holding a door open or offering to help carry a, a heavy package or, you know, cleaning up somebody else's mess or just small things like that are ways of extending grace. We can choose not to respond angrily when someone is rude to us. We can let it go, let it pass. This again calls for that compassion. Give, take a breath and think, I don't know what's going on in that person's life behind the scenes that I didn't see that led to them saying that rude thing or cutting in front of me or whatever the situation might be. Choose to exercise compassion. We can extend grace by simply being present with someone who is in need of our support. Maybe there's nothing we can do for them except be there. Last week, we talked about the epidemic of isolation and loneliness. Well, this is a way to counteract that epidemic, to be present with someone who's suffering or, you know, hurting in some way, to listen if they want to talk, otherwise just to be there. We can extend grace by choosing to forgive not to hold grudges, not to remind someone of something that they've done wrong, but simply to forgive them. We can extend grace to other people by choosing to understand, recognizing, and I think this is so true, that everybody, even the worst person you can imagine, is doing the best she's capable of at that moment with the resources she has available to her at that moment. And by resources, I mean, emotional, psychological, physical, all of those things. So when I say that I believe each person is doing the best they're capable of at the moment with the resources they have available to them, that's what I mean. Maybe their upbringing, you know, the resources of their upbringing didn't equip them to do any better than they're doing right then. And so sometimes taking a moment and recognizing that 
you know, that's just the best they're capable of. Maybe they've been pushed beyond their limit today by things we haven't seen or we don't know. And we think they ought to be able to do better. But I think, I I truly believe that everybody's doing the best they can. All we can do is for ourselves, try to gather our resources together and do better next time. There are some wonderful suggestions on this point in that article called A Guide to Cultivating Compassion in Your Life on the zenhabits.net website. Great ideas. I'll put a link in the show notes. I definitely recommend this. One of my favorites, this article offers seven practices for developing and cultivating compassion. One of my favorites was what they, what he called the commonality practice. And the idea there is to, when you're interacting with someone else, focus on what you have in common with others rather than what's different. Because when we focus on what we have in common, we're more able to connect with them and we're more able to exercise compassion. And so the exercise, the practice um, for this in the article is to, uh, with one particular person in mind, focus your attention on them, maybe somebody who's wronged you in some way and tell yourself these things. First of all, just like me, this person is seeking happiness in her life. Second thing is, just like me, this person is trying to avoid suffering in her life or his life. The third thing is, just like me, this person has known sadness, loneliness, and despair. The fourth thing you tell yourself thinking about this person, just like me, this person is seeking to fill her needs. And the fifth one is this, just like me, this person is learning about life. To me, if you can say those things about another person, recognizing, wow, she or he is, is like me in these ways, you start to develop compassion for them, for their suffering, and it makes it easier to extend grace. And the other suggestion of that I thought was kind of helpful for extending grace to another person is if you're struggling with extending grace to a particular person or feeling compassion toward them, try to picture them as a child. We usually find it easier to extend grace to children. And so if someone is um, really pushing all your buttons and you're finding it difficult to be uh, compassionate toward them or to extend grace, Try to picture them as a child. If you know them, get a photograph of them uh, from when they were in a child and look at that photograph, look at that child in the eyes. And that may help you to feel more compassionate and to more able to extend grace to them. So those are some thoughts for extending grace to another person. What about extending grace to ourselves, because that's the other piece of it, isn't it? We talk about that at the end of every episode. I encourage you and I encourage myself to extend grace to each other, but also to ourselves. How do we do that? What are some ways to do that? Well, everything I just said about ways to extend grace to another person applies to yourself. So Extend grace to yourself with your words. Be kind and gentle in what you say and how you say it to yourself. And sometimes that might mean standing in front of the mirror 
looking yourself in the eyes and saying something kind and gentle to that person, to yourself. Be be kind and gentle, extend grace to yourself with your acts. What can you do that's kind to yourself? Taking care of yourself, giving yourself grace, um, uh, you know, approval that even if you don't think you deserve it, choose to be kind, um, choose to be present with yourself and support yourself and listen to what's in your heart, forgive yourself and recognize that even if you've failed in some way to measure up to your own expectations, you did the best you could with the resources you had available to you at that moment. Maybe figure out what resources you need to do better next time, but understand you're doing the best you can and you're going to keep growing and keep learning and, and extend grace to yourself in that way. The other way I would suggest that we can each, um, extend grace to ourselves is to think about the burdens that we carry, whether burdens of, uh, guilt or obligation or whatever. I saw a quote on um, Instagram that really spoke to me. I don't recall whose quote it is. I remembered it and I couldn't go back. I couldn't find it going through my Instagram feed. So I apologize to whoever's this was. Uh, and this is what the quote was. Not everything that weighs you down is yours to carry. Think about that for just a moment. Maybe you're weighed down by something or by some things. And maybe that's guilt or grief or fear or a sense of inadequacy or a belief that you failed or that you, you know, the obligations that you're carrying that you don't think you're living up to. And maybe whatever it is that's weighing you down fills your mind and it leaves you with no mental bandwidth to create or innovate or even to think, or it slows you down or makes you hesitate instead of moving forward toward the meaningfully productive life that you long for. Not everything that's weighing you down is yours to carry. Now, maybe there's something you need to do. If you're feeling guilt over hurting someone else, maybe you need to apologize to someone else or to yourself. Maybe there's some step you need to take, but maybe whatever is weighing you down isn't yours to carry. And if that's the case, then lay it down, friend, lay it down and give yourself grace remembering that grace is not earned. Grace is undeserved favor and approval. And you can give that to yourself just as you can extend it to anybody else. So those are some thoughts, I guess, that I've been having on grace and what it means and why it matters. Uh, I thought it was important to talk about it now. I guess maybe just because it's been on my mind, I say it every week. Uh, and I want to make sure we're all kind of on the same page. Those are my thoughts, but what do you think? What does grace mean to you? How do you extend it? How can you uh, extend it to others and to yourself? I would love to hear your thoughts on this. 
As always, you can share your questions or your thoughts in the comments section of the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 262, or post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page or in the Facebook community, um, the group there. If you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, I love to hear from you. You can always email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And uh, I, I will respond. Before we go, remember Blinkist's limited time special offer just for the Productive Woman listeners. Go to Blinkist.com slash TPW to try Blinkist free for seven days and to save 25%. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash TPW to start your free seven-day trial. And remember, you'll also save 25% off your subscription, but only when you sign up. But only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash TPW. Thank you so much to Blinkist for supporting the Productive Woman podcast. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. As always, I thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope you found something in it that is helpful or encouraging to you. I'd love to hear from you, and I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace, unmerited favor to each other and to yourself, and go make your life matter. (music) 